In the verses leading up to today's passage, John the Baptist was out preaching about repentance and calling on people to be baptized. John the Baptist was a turn-or-burn preacher. He was warning people, the Messiah is coming, so you better get right now. And everyone was coming out to hear John preach. They were coming out and having this preacher proclaim judgment upon them. And everyone knew this, and yet they were still coming out to hear this message that you are just not good enough. We know what it's like to hear that message that we just aren't good enough because our world reminds us of that. We know our own inadequacy, and we don't need someone else to judge us because we can judge ourselves. We know our own shortcomings. We can so easily make our identity about what we lack or how we fall short. Or we can make our identity about our job or about who we are in a relationship with or about how much money we have or one thing that we're good at. We can, we can make ourselves about one thing. But yeah, we we know what it's like to be told that we just aren't good enough. And all these people were coming out and they were hearing that message proclaimed to them that you aren't good enough. As John called them to be baptized, to be cleansed by the water. And then Jesus shows up and he asked to be baptized. And his cousin John was really confused because... John knew this was the Messiah. This was the one that he had been warning people about. Jesus didn't need forgiveness. But there was Jesus asking to be baptized. He had come to where everyone was. He was standing there as people heard that they weren't good enough. As people were being called to be baptized. And so Jesus said that he wanted to be baptized. And John refused at first, but then he relented, and he baptized Jesus. And something happened, because baptism in that moment became more than just about the washing away of sin. Because when Jesus rose out of the waters, God opened up the heavens And the Spirit descended like a dove, and God declared, This is my beloved. This is my son. That was Jesus' identity. But we need to realize something here and now. That our baptisms are connected to his baptism. Paul wrote in Romans 6, That in our baptism, that we die with Christ so that we might rise with Christ into a new life. In our baptism, because of who our Savior is, we are brought into God's family. 
And because of that, when we are baptized, we hear God say to us, this is my beloved. That's what happened earlier in the service when Nora was baptized. God declared upon her life, this is my daughter, this is my beloved. Because in baptism, we recognize that we are God's own. That we have always been God's. We have always belonged to our creator. That he has always sought us out. In baptism, we simply give that life back to him. And we realize in baptism that our identity is as one of God's beloved. That that is our true name. That that is our true identity. It's not our job. It's not our wealth. It's not this or that or how we fall short. We are the beloved. But that is an identity and a name that we have to choose to claim. That we have to choose to live into. We have to choose to not hide whose we are now, after we are baptized. That in our baptism, we have been raised to a new life. That we have been called by God to mold our life after our Savior's. To be a witness to who we know our Lord to be. And that is a little terrifying. And it is very intimidating. Because, again, we know our shortcomings. And we know how we are not good enough. We can name it. And so it is so easy for us, even those of us who will call ourselves Christians, it is easy for us to hide that part of our identity, that we are a witness, that we are beloved, that that is our true name, that that is our true identity. And we can run from it. It reminds me of, if you're a Tolkien fan, of this character Strider in Lord of the Rings. And Strider, when we first meet him, the characters are a little intimidated by him. They're afraid of him because he hides in the darkness. But what we find out is that Strider's real name is Aragorn, and he is the heir to the throne of men. But he has been running his whole life from his identity because he knew the weight of the responsibility that came with it. And he just didn't think that he was good enough. And so he ran from it. He wasn't sure that, that he could accept that that was who he was born to be. 
And so over the course of Lord of the Rings, you see him struggle with that. But then you see him start to realize that he was already the person he was born to be. That in him had always been that king. That he'd he'd been running from himself. And sometimes I think we can do that to ourselves as Christians. We can run from our identity as beloved of God. As someone who has been chosen to be a witness to the living Lord. Because it is not easy. It's not. There is great responsibility that comes with being Christ's witness. And we know that we are going to face temptation. Christ faced temptation himself right after he was baptized. We know we are going to fail. And so sometimes we can count ourselves short. We can count ourselves out. But God hasn't. All we have to do is, like Strider in the book, realize that in who we are, that Christ has made us worthy, that Christ has made us more than enough. All we have to do is stop running and realize who we are, who we have been named as. That in our baptism, God has marked us as his own. That we are the beloved sons and daughters of the creator. That we are the beloved. We are those who get to show others what it looks like to be born in water and the spirit. But we have to choose to claim our baptism and to live into that identity as beloved. And we don't just do that for ourselves. We do that for Nora and for the other two children who cannot yet speak for themselves, who we will baptize this month as a faith family. We live into who God has called us to be, who God has named us, so that they can grow up and name for themselves whose they are and who they are because of that. Who am I? Who are we? We are God's. We are the beloved. We are the chosen. We are the claimed. We have acknowledged God's mark in our lives, God's image in our reflection. The question is, what will we do about it? 
How will we allow our baptisms to mark us? And how we live and who we are and how we identify ourselves. Will we run from that identity? Will we shy away from it? Or will we live it out boldly so that others may see and know who we belong to? So that the children of our church may grow up knowing their true name, their true identity as well. The question and the choice is ours. So what will we do with it? Let us pray. Lord, it is sometimes so hard to hear our true name, that we are beloved because so often it seems that we are surrounded by reminders of how we are not enough. But you have deemed us enough. You have deemed us beloved. You have deemed us your children. Help us to claim that name, to claim our true identity, so that in our lives, others may see and know, and others may come to claim their identity for themselves. We trust in you. We trust in the power of your Holy Spirit to work in us and through us. So help, help us to name ourselves as your beloved. It's in your son's name that we pray. Amen. Earlier in the service, when we baptized Nora, we also reaffirmed and renewed our own baptisms. We remembered that we are God's beloved, that we have been claimed, that we are members of God's holy family. And so today, on Baptism of the Lord Sunday, as we remember Christ's baptism, we are invited during our final hymn to come forward and to dip our hands in the holy water and to remember our true identity. And afterwards, you are invited to come and to pray, to let us know if, if you yourself have chosen in this moment that you would like to be baptized, or if you would like to join this faith family. During our final hymn, of love divine on love excelling on page 384 as we stand and sing may we take this opportunity to remember our true name that we are the beloved so let us now stand and sing together